Okay, let's turn now to the Word of God. We're continuing in our series on the book of Mark. And uh, this morning, we're looking at chapter 12, verses 41 to 44. In my Bible, it says the widow's offering. It will be up uh, on the screen behind me. Mark chapter 12, verses 41 to 44. Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Many rich people threw in large amounts, but a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a fraction of a penny. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, I tell you the truth, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They all gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything, all she had to live on. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So we, we had an a open mic at my grandmother's funeral. We have them at, at church also, and anybody has the opportunity to tell a story about the person who has, who has passed away. And my brother's best friend got up there. He had been a youth pastor and a young life director, you know, working with high school kids, trying to share the gospel with them and, and bring them to faith. And he told this story about my grandmother, who had been a widow for 20 years at that point. She had been sending him a check every month. Do you know how much the check was for? Five whole dollars. Five whole dollars. And she'd been doing this for like 10 years to support Aaron's ministry, to reach high school kids and share Jesus with them and build relationships. And that, I'll never forget that story. Because my grandmother didn't have a lot to give. She was a farmer's wife. She hadn't worked in 60 years just supporting my grandfather and and doing everything. And she was a poor widow. And yet she gave. She gave to the work of the kingdom. She gave what she could give. She gave so that high school kids that she probably never even met could hear about Jesus. And hear about the work that he did. So I was thinking about that story this week as I looked at this passage and thought about how that, you know, how it applies to all of us. No matter if we're, you know, a kid who can put in a dollar into the offering plate or whether we're a millionaire who is, you know, who God has given a lot to and too much will be expected. But no matter where we're at, this passage can speak to us about generosity about trusting God, about Jesus and all that He has given to us. And yet I'm also aware that any sermon that's about money is sort of fraught with challenges, right? A lot of us have regrets and shame about money. You know, perhaps we feel sheepish because we we don't have a lot or we've made mistakes or we're in debt and we don't want to be in debt and there can be a lot of shame there. And I just want to say, I'm not here to to shame anyone. I'm not here to, uh, to place blame upon anyone for choices. 
And I'm also aware that this is an extremely generous congregation. It's a lot easier to preach about money when we're $8,000 in the black than, you know, $8,000 in the red. This is not a sermon asking for more, more donations to Park Lane or anything like that. This is a sermon about Jesus and his generosity and his gifts to us. We, we are sometimes scared to talk about money, but then we look at how much Jesus did it. And we have to preach what the Bible says and what the Bible teaches. Uh, you know, Jesus talked about money so, so much. It's the main subject in half of the parables that he, that he told. Half of these stories. And there's over 2,000 verses about money in the Bible. I looked it up. There's about 31,000 verses in the Bible. So about 6% of the Bible is just about money, which is kind of interesting. Jesus talked about money so much, and the Bible talks about money so much. God's Word talks about money so much because money reveals. Money reveals. Whenever Jesus was talking about money, what he was doing was putting an x-ray on, onto people. And he was looking into their heart. Because the way that we spend our money shows what we value, shows what we love. Money is revealing what, what we truly treasure. Jesus said, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So, money reveals a couple of things that we're going to talk about this morning. First, money reveals who we are. Money reveals who we are. And second, money reveals what we love. What we love. So money reveals you know, who we are. Jesus is observing everyone. You know, Jesus has come. This is the, the last week of his life. He's in Jerusalem, and they're at the huge temple that's been built. It's very, very expensive, and there's an offering there to give to the work of the temple, to keep building it, to keep it up. That's the temple treasury. And Jesus is watching all these people, and he's watching wealthy people. And he's watching them throw lots and lots of coins in there. They didn't give online then. They didn't write checks. They didn't even have bills. But they had coins. And what's interesting, the commentators tell us that the actual offering was like the shape of a horn. Or, you know, in, in, uh, in the Hebrew mind, they think of it like a shofar. You know, so it's a big shofar, and it's like this. So then when you throw your coins in there, they go boop, 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 boop. And they kind of rattle around. And that's why Jesus said earlier, when you give, don't announce it with trumpets. You've already received your reward in full. So Jesus is watching, and he says in verse 44, that they, all these wealthy people, contributed out of their abundance But she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had. Jesus is pointing out that the rich gave, but it wasn't even a gift. It was more like they were paying for a service. Because you know what they wanted? They wanted the admiration of other people. 
They wanted to be noticed. They wanted people to look and say, wow, that guy can write a, a big check. That guy can put in so much money. Wow, he must really be blessed by God. He must really be important. And Jesus totally redefined all of that. Remember, Jesus took little children and said, they're first in the kingdom. Jesus reached out to the outcasts and the lepers. Jesus is saying that this old, poor widow is the one to emulate, is the one to to be like. Those, the rich people giving, they, they were hypocrites. Because they were acting like they were giving to God. But really, they were just paying for a service. They were paying to be noticed and to be admired. But the widow did the opposite. It wasn't about other people. It was about God and giving to the, the temple. Giving to this place where people could go and meet with God. And it revealed, it revealed the state of her soul. And the state of her soul was very, very rich. She was a woman that had much. She had much faith, much hope, much love. I've known people who are not millionaires, but they're extremely wealthy. They're wealthy in the things of God. They're wealthy in love. They're rich in the things that matter. You know, they have lots of grace to give. They have lots of kindness to spread out. They have lots of relationships, because you can't buy relationships either. They have peace. Even if they're struggling month to month, or even if they're wondering, where is my next meal going to come from? They have peace. Because they're rich in the things of God. If we, if we have those things, if we have the fruits of the Spirit, we're rich. And then we actually realize that, that money is only money. Money is only the revealer. Money is only the x-ray into our hearts, into our souls. It's not the main thing. All the time we get this message from our culture that's saying, accumulate Buy happiness, build, put your money in barns and store up and grow and grow. But we realize that money is only the revealer. It's not the end goal. So then we can give it away freely. We can give our money away because we're not defined by it. We're not held back by it. It's not into our souls. It's just the revealer of how we're doing. We know what money is and what money isn't. That's what Jesus is getting at. C.S. Lewis wrote this about tithing and giving. He said, I don't believe one can settle how much we ought to give. I'm afraid the only safe rule is to give more than we can spare. If our giving doesn't pinch or hamper us, I should say it's too small. So we could say that that's called sacrificial giving. Sacrificial giving. What the widow gave was sacrificial. 
what C.S. Lewis is talking about with sacrificial. And you don't give sacrificially until you see what Jesus did. Until you see his sacrifice. All that he gave, you know, to us. I want to I wanna be generous. I want to be outrageously generous. But what's, what's it even compared to? Outrageously generous compared to the world or people that don't know Jesus? You can't outgive God. You can't outgive God. He has given so much. We use that language. We use even this financial language. Jesus paid the price. Jesus gave himself up for us. You can't outgive God. And yet there's this there's a tendency to say, you know, I I earned this. I work hard. But we forget that God is the one who gave you the mind to do the work. God is the one that gave you the hands to do the work. God is the one who caused you to be born where you were, when you were. Truly every moment from him is is a gift. It's received from him with open hands. The widow gave everything. The widow gave everything. And she experienced the blessing of, you know, going out on a limb for God, taking a step of faith and seeing what God would do. A couple of chapters, you know, it was was three chapters ago, uh, there's a story of a rich young ruler, kind of the opposite of an old poor widow, a rich young ruler. And Jesus went to him and said, sell everything you have, give it to the poor, and come and follow me. And he couldn't do it. And yet this old widow, this woman, gave so much. I brought a little prop. It says, remember the rich young ruler. This was given to me a couple weeks before I graduated from high school. May 31st, 1998. Uh, The pastor brought all of us graduating seniors up in front of the church and he gave us all $2 bills. And he instructed us to write, remember the rich young ruler on it. So I'm going to let you look at this. I'm going to pass it around. And if I don't get this back, (laughs) you haven't been listening. 21 years I've had that on my bulletin board and traveled with me. But that distinction between the rich young ruler and the old widow that gave everything. Money reveals. It reveals who we are, but it also reveals what we love. So think about, think about your own life and how, how even for those of us that are stingy, even for those of us that are good savers, it's easy to give to certain things. You know, a lot of people have told me that Giving to their daughter's wedding was the easiest money they ever spent. They were happy. The money just flows out of your hand when it's towards something that that you love. And that was what it was like for this widow. 
In verse 44, the, the message translation from Eugene Peterson, he says, all the others gave what they'll never miss. She gave her all. She gave her all because she loved God. She loved to come to the temple and meet with God. And that's, that's what it should be like for those of us who know Jesus. That we love to give to kingdom causes because we want to see other people meet Jesus. We want to see other lives changed. So we love God and the money just flows through us to, to his work, to his causes. One time, I had a guest preacher at my church and he brought his checkbook and he opened it up and he started reading the ledger, you know, Home Depot, $1,500. Elmer's Restaurant, $72. And he was doing that to make a point, you know, to be transparent. This is how I spend what God has given to me. And I'm not going to do that uh, because I can't remember the last time I wrote a check. Uh, I do all my giving online, just, you know, just so that you know. But it's a way to be transparent. And when you look at how you spend your time, how you spend your money, it tells you what you love. One commentator wrote about this passage, God cares not about the money, but about the giver's heart. The woman gives God all of her heart, soul, and substance. Jesus is about to make an even greater sacrifice. Jesus is about to make a greater sacrifice than this woman makes. Because we, we could be like the wealthier people in this story. You know, we can give a lot. We can go through the motions. We can tithe every month. But it, we're in danger of turning that into a ritual or a religion where Jesus wants a deeper relationship with us. He wants to be the center of who we are. He wants us to love him above everything else. So think about that again. Think about that in your own life. You know, when you fall in love, you're so happy to spend money on the person you're in love with. You, you pay for, for dates. You, you buy them nice things, clothing and flowers and jewelry and anything you want. It's just, it's easy. Why, why would it be any different than with our, our first love, than with our ultimate love, with God, the one that can truly satisfy us above any human being. So who, who is like this poor widow? Jesus is actually like, like her. Jesus gave everything. Jesus says, you know, I'm going to be like that. I'm going to... Give everything so that people can come. Not just in a temple in Israel, but he becomes that new temple. That place where we connect with God. Look at what Jesus does. We're going to be studying it and reading about it in the next three chapters, but Jesus gives himself. He gives himself up. He, he becomes beaten and battered. He carries the cross. And he dies there and he's giving, he's giving life. He's giving life to us. He is, again, this, this financial, this economic language, he's paying the price for our salvation. 
And so that, when we get another fresh glimpse of Jesus and all that he's done, all that he's given, all that he's sacrificed, our whole life is recalibrated and reorganized. Because we we go from this place of fear about our money to freedom, trusting in God. We go from this place of protecting what we have to giving it away. And you'll, you'll never be moved to give sacrificially until you see the sacrifice that Christ has made for you. The sacrifice he's made for me. It changes all of our hearts. changes all of our, our minds. It changes how we spend our money. How we spend our time. Jesus will make you generous when we worship him, when we look to him. When we catch a glimpse of Jesus, when we see what he's done on, on the cross, we, we realize that money doesn't make the world go round. Jesus does. Jesus is the one the world revolves around. And he's the one that's given so much. So we become more and more like this poor widow. We become more and more like Jesus able to give, able to trust him with our whole lives. I want to close with this verse from 2 Corinthians chapter 8. It says, For you know the grace, you know the grace of our Lord Jesus, that though he was rich, think about how rich Jesus was, ruling the universe, creating everything, up there in heaven with all the treasure of heaven. He was rich, yet for my sake, for your sake, He became poor. He came to this earth as a poor, humble child. God in skin. God in flesh and bones. Yet for your sake, he became poor so that you by his poverty might become rich. Jesus made himself nothing so that we would have everything. We would have all the gifts that we are supposed to have that will be rich in the things of God. Let's pray together. Lord, what an incredible moment when you brought your disciples to you and you pointed out that a poor widow is so blessed that we should become like her, that we should trust you with our whole lives, everything. God will never do that until we look to you and see how much you trusted your Father's plan. See how much you gave for us. Help us to look at our lives, our whole lives, our checkbooks, the way we spend our time and our money, and to put you first. To honor you, God. To see your kingdom come through the way that we, that we give. I pray for each one of us, Lord, that that we will have a generous heart that mirrors back to you your heart toward us. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.